Man, <laughs> what a week it has been in Gainesville. We're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Written work with Hold Line Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. Today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts and also it's friday but tomorrow my birthday take a shot for me that's all i'm saying now 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 we'll get into the content for today we're focusing on a few things first off florida's massive recruiting victories they've had recently specifically at the quarterback position and how that'll trickle down some transfer portal quarterbacks to look at for the 2023 cycle, as in for the 2023 season. So this upcoming season, who could be starting or competing for a starting spot. Uh, and then a couple of non-QBs that we could take a look at. But for the recruiting cycle right now, the Gators and Billy Napier has picked up just massive momentum. Massive recruiting wins where... L- let's take it back to... Late June, late June, I forget the exact date, but I know it happened when I was in Portugal. Um, and because I remember just like waking up and seeing a ton of wild tweets from the night that D- that uh, Jaden Rashada committed to the Miami Hurricanes. Then he got Marcus Stokes to commit to Florida, Billy did. Then, about a month ago, maybe, Jaden Rashada flips from Miami to the Florida Gators. And then last night, or at the time of recording this last night, for you listening, Wednesday night, DJ Lagway committed to the Florida Gators. I also realized I said Wednesday night. It was like early afternoon, evening. Um, But DJ Lagway committed to the Florida Gators. That is insane to have two top flight quarterbacks two top six quarterback prospects commit to the florida gators in back to back years assuming all things hold it's not out of the ordinary for a team to do that by the way you know usc will do it consistently under lincoln riley oklahoma did it consistently under lincoln riley alabama does it consistently now where they consistently get top qbs to go to alabama There's schools that do that. Texas is going to be one of them. Or is one of them, I guess, if you count Quinn Ewers, Hudson Card, and then Arch Manning. So it's not rare for a school to have back-to-back classes with a high-ranked quarterback. It is incredibly rare for Florida to have back-to-back seasons with a high-ranked quarterback. That is the rarity. That is one of the biggest changes that Billy Napier has made here. 
Also, yeah, you opened the door for a wild quarterback competition in 2024 between a sophomore or redshirt freshman, depending on how 2023 goes, uh, Jaden Rashada, and true freshman DJ Lagway. So you opened the door for that. Loser of that is immediately going to be put on portal watch because, well, if Jaden Rashada loses that, he just lost his job to a freshman, which means he probably won't get it back unless there's an injury. And if DJ Lagway loses that job, he'll probably lose it again the next year. And then he'd be on the bench for two years. And so no idea if he'd want to do that. So yeah, there's some stuff that could go wrong. But that's not what we're focusing on. We're still celebrating the win of DJ Lagway. And I am curious to see the focus that Jaden Rashada gets. Because as of yesterday afternoon, Billy Napier said Jack Miller III is expected to start the Las Vegas Bowl next week. If that goes well or poorly, we'll probably determine Jack Miller standing prior to spring ball. Um, but even then, it's going to be a grain of salt. He's someone who didn't play at Ohio State. He hasn't played in Gainesville yet. He looked horrible in the spring game, got injured during the fall camp, hasn't played yet. And so, yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely an interesting situation. But I'm curious to see the focus Jaden Rashada gets. Let's say Jack Miller doesn't light up the bowl game, which should be the expectation. You shouldn't expect him to step in and light up the bowl game immediately. So let's say Jaden, uh, Jack Miller doesn't light it up. Let's also say Florida doesn't get a 2023 transfer portal QB. What attention does Jaden Rashada get? Does he get a fair shake at the starting job immediately? And if he does, what happens in 2024? Let's say Jaden Rashada starts 2023. Are you going to have that quarterback battle in 2024? Which you should have. You should always have the quarterback battle. I I, I fully support that one. It's just wild. And I know that you've got to keep Jaden Rashada locked in through signing day. You do. You have to keep DJ Lagway locked in for a year, which is difficult. But this is huge as far as closing out 2023. Because even when you had Marcus Stokes, you had a quarterback. Now with Jaden Rashada, you have the quarterback. So you've got... A strong finish of the 2023 class. Expected you're in for a lot of big names. And I get it. You can't get everybody. But odds are you'll get a solid amount of them. So there's that. Then 2024, obviously, DJ Lagway said the reason he's committing so early is because he wants to build his own class. I know 2024 just has three commits right now. And DJ Lagway, Miles Graham, and Chauncey Bowens. But... Those are all highly ranked players near the top of their position for 2024, if not the top of their position in 2024. Multiple receivers have said, where are we going to DJ Lagway? Which means they're at least interested if Florida will offer. And then 2023, you've got Oak and Lola taking a visit this weekend. You've got John Walker taking a visit this weekend. You've got a lot of guys that you're trying to seal the deal on this weekend. Quay Rousseau, James Smith, You've, you've been taking uh, home visits with. There's a lot going on in Gainesville where the recruiting W's are not done yet for the month of December. I want you to know that Florida's in on a lot of guys. Florida's pushing for 
trying to get a couple flips. Florida's making moves. They're doing their thing. I'm excited to see how it works out. And now we're going to take a look at some transfer portal quarterbacks. As I mentioned, Florida's still probably looking for a transfer portal quarterback to start this year. We'll see if they can make it happen. But first, today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Bet Online. Florida Gators are currently 10.5 point underdogs against Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl next Saturday. I've said it before. I don't know if I'm going to take that spread at all. I will probably wait till we get closer and find out just who is and who isn't playing because Ventrell's not playing. I was certain he'd play. So interested there. Over under is 52.5. I already took the under. Uh, this is going to be probably a very bad offensive game. And, and so I think I'm at the point where I expect Florida to maybe get a, a, a couple of touchdowns. I don't expect Oregon State to get, what, five touchdowns. I, I don't I don't think that'll happen. So bet online. Give me your money. Bet online. Because like I'm, I'm running for your checks. I hope you know that. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out bet online. It's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And talking about transfer portal quarterbacks, because obviously Florida is in on a few of them. Austin Reed is a name that I've seen connected to it. I know that uh, he's been someone that I, I tried contacting to see if Florida got in touch with him because many people in Florida know who Austin Reed is. Because, of course, he played quarterback for West Florida for three seasons. Also interesting that he was with Southern Illinois before that. So Southern Illinois in 2018, West Florida in 2019, 20, and 21. And then he was with Western Kentucky this past season. So he's been in college football for five seasons now. He's looking for a sixth by hitting that transfer portal one last time. I know there are NFL draft folks that like his game. I like his game. Marksman type of guy that could make any throw Billy would ask for. Also, this isn't like Stetson Bennett age where Stetson Bennett's 25 or Hendon Hooker's 24. Austin Reed is still 22 years old. Like He's got five years of experience, but he's a very young freshman. And now through his senior year, he's still obviously young there so he's someone that i believe he has i think he only has one year left of eligibility i know he was here for the covid year and and transferring might have screwed up his eligibility it's weird at this point to even try to track it but i believe he's got one year left his experience as a quarterback his skill set as a passer kind of makes him the perfect bridge quarterback because, yeah, you've got Jaden Rashada coming in. You've got Jack Miller already there. You've got Max Brown there. And I know people don't like to talk about Max Brown as a competitor for starting spot. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I like his game. I at least want him to get the opportunity to show what he can do in spring practices. And I think that's fair to say. I'd love it if he got a few reps in the bowl game. I don't think that'll happen. But I would love it if he did. But you've got a lot of guys that for 2023 probably I'll say this <laughs> I'm trying to word this without like sounding like a jerk because I'm, I'm not saying they're bad at all that's not what I'm saying but a bunch of wild cards you've got a red shirt freshman in Max Brown you've got a true freshman in Jaden Rashada and you've got Jack Miller the third who's been in college football for 
now three seasons. Yeah, three if I'm not mistaken, three seasons. And he's getting his first start in a bowl game where he's not going to have everybody available. It's probably going to be a pretty ugly game for the most part. So is it really a true test of his film, whether he does well or not? Because if he does well, you can make the argument, well, Oregon State had no idea what they were facing. And if he does poorly, you could say, well, look at who he's got with him. Um, Because, of course, best O-lineman's not there. Arguably best receiver, top two receiver on the team is not there, whether you consider Ricky the best, who will be there, or Justin Shorter, or Ricky will be there at this time, or Justin Shorter, who won't be there. He's gone. Bunch of depth receivers like Dejon Reynolds, gone. You've got a lot going on here where it's hard to evaluate it as good or bad regardless. So you've got a bunch of wild cards for next year. You bring in someone like Austin Reed who is, you know what he is, bring him in, give him that step up from he's worked his way up. (laughs) He's worked his way up. He went uh, West Florida. He went then G5, and then now he is looking for a P5 challenge. I think you give it, give him a shot. At least, at least contact him, please. Next up is Devin Leary, who I know Florida's been rumored to be in contact with. I have not been able to confirm or deny it, but I'm pretty confident Florida's been in contact with him. Most qualified quarterback that Florida's been connected to, um, except maybe Sam Hartman. But even then, that's just rumors. And Sam Hartman, at the time of recording this. It's not in the portal, so that's it. It's complete speculation at this point that Sam Hartman will even hit the portal or go to the NFL draft or do whatever he's going to do. Completely speculating. Devin Leary has hit the portal. Devin Leary is looking for a new home, ACC experience, experienced starting quarterback for a team that has has been near the top of the ACC near the top of the ACC. He's been a a marksman-type passer, like I mentioned Austin Reed. Devin Leary is a legitimate NFL prospect. Bring him in for one year. Let him lead the way for... I mean, Jack Miller is going to be here. Let him lead the way for Jack Miller, Jaden Rashada, uh, to get ready to compete for a starting spot in 2024. As well with DJ Lagway, but of course... Devin Leary won't be able to lead the way for DJ Lagway. Um, so let Devin Leary get in there and lead the way and, and kind of show you how it's done, show you how to handle it, show you how to manage that quarterback position for the young players that will be behind him. For all three of the young quarterbacks that are going to be behind him, unless, of course, Florida brings in uh, like a three-star late in the 2023 recruiting class cycle, which wouldn't shock me. Billy seems like the type where every year he wants two QBs. So it wouldn't shock me if he's like, hey, three-star, priority walk-on, whatever it is. Just expect that at some point, I think. And the last key to talk about is Spencer Sanders. I love him, Oklahoma State quarterback. He's been starting since freshman year. I I love Spencer Sanders. No. Like, that's what I I will say about Spencer Sanders. I love Spencer Sanders' game. I do. But he's far too inconsistent. He's got plenty of experience to lead the way where, you know, he also, like Devin Leary, like Austin Reed, is a veteran leader that could lead the way for these young QBs and show these young QBs how to be that leader 
when they eventually get a starting spot. But the most infuriating thing this season for the Florida Gators was Anthony Richardson's inconsistencies. At least for me, it was Anthony Richardson's inconsistencies that were the most infuriating thing of watching the Gators. You could chalk that up to, it's his first year of being a starter. Hard to fault him, you know? He's getting used to it. Spencer Sanders has been starting for, what, four years, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, so it, it's not the same as, you know, he's he's new to this. Because Spencer Sanders, yeah, has four years of starting experience with nine game with nine starts each year at least. And it's not great. You know, he's not bad. I, I don't want to, I want you to know he's not bad at all. But he is too inconsistent for me to go, go get him. I, I don't think he's the type where you're going to fix him in this offseason. Maybe he goes to the NFL, spends a year or two in the practice squad, and becomes something, but not the type of guy that I'd be like, hey, go go put all your eggs in his basket for 2023. Not not the way that I'd go. And and he's got enough experience where the, the things that do still hinder him shouldn't still hinder him, and that, that's my biggest issue. We're about to take a look at some non-QBs, but first a quick word from our sponsors to wrap up today's show, I got three names here that are non-quarterbacks to look at for the transfer portal that, again, I don't know that Florida's targeting them. I would hope that Florida's targeting them. I would hope Florida's at least been in contact or at least at least looked at them. First up is someone who, when he hit the portal, I got like three DMs about him. <laughs> I, I got like three DMs about him, and it's Justin Flo. Justin Flo, of course, the Oregon linebacker. I'm not going to get my hopes up with him. Uh, I, I It's just not something I'm going to do. I realize that he spent two seasons as, as a complete backup. Then he spent this past season as someone who started or played in games he didn't start every game he did he played in i think every game he did not start every game uh he was we'll say (laughs) we'll say relatively consistent as a tackler great run defender i mean against georgia he was one of the few guys that played a good game against utah he barely played which is weird because i feel like when i'm talking about justin flo i'm like okay his strength is run defense. And, and whether or not it should be, whether or not his skill set should be that way, he's been better defending the run than defending the pass. So it's weird to me that you don't put him on the field against a team like Utah. He didn't play much against Washington. He didn't play much against Utah. He had three snaps against Utah. So not the best. But yeah, he had three snaps against Utah. He played a bit against UCLA. He's. It's hard to evaluate him. He's someone who's played so inconsistent, inconsistently, not just in terms of his actual play itself, but in terms of the opportunities that he was given. He, he genuinely just didn't play much at all. So it's like, okay, how do you really, uh, how how do you really evaluate him there? Just because it, it's difficult, you know, it's difficult to go. Okay, we're gonna put our eggs in this guy's basket and he's he's nothing like he should have been uh there's also Raylan Goforth is another name which by the way elite name 
But Raylan Goforth with the USC Trojans wasn't a starter, except for when he started due to injuries or people getting banged up or whatever it was. I don't want him to be a Gator. Um, that's nothing against him. I know that Gators fans wanted him to be a Gator. I think he stays on the West Coast, first of all. I think both Justin Flo and Raylan Goforth stay on the West Coast. I feel like when a Pac-12 linebacker leaves, they usually stay in the Pac-12. I don't know why. It's incredibly frustrating and irritating, but I feel like they do that. Um, but Raylan Goforth, this whole year was average at best. And look, I don't want to be a snob. I don't want to be, you know, I, I don't want to be snobby about it, but I don't want to bring in an average linebacker. You get me? Like, I, I want to bring in a linebacker who I know could play good football immediately because we've got young linebackers in Gainesville right now. Derek Wingo, even if he starts every game this year, you'll probably get two years out of him. You will, because he, he's going to benefit from this first year, and I don't think he's going to be like, oh, I'm going to be a high NFL pick, so let me come back and try to become that. So Derek Wingo, you've got you've got Shamar James, obviously. You've got Scooby Williams. And those three I'm pretty comfortable with at least kicking the tires as, as the starters, at least giving them that shot. I, I don't want to bring in an average guy. I want to bring in a guy that I know will start. But again, I feel like I don't need to do that. With Shamar James, Scooby Williams, and Derek Wingo, I'm pretty cool with linebacker starters for this coming season. I think you need depth. But even then, that's you're getting that from high school with Jaden How- uh, Robinson that's already committed to Florida. You're pushing for other linebackers for the 2023 cycle. You've got Miles Graham coming in 2024. You've got a lot of guys that are going to be coming in because Florida's not done pushing for linebackers. They're going to continue doing that. So ah, I'm not super interested in bringing in a, a, uh, a, I guess, rotational linebacker at this point just because I'd rather take the young guys that have more upside than the senior who barely played or the senior who played, eh, like, like, is that weird of me to say? I don't think it's weird of me to say, but that's what I will say. Uh, next up is offensive side of the ball, tight end Keaton Upshaw from Kentucky. He didn't play a ton. That's partly because he was tight end two or three with Kentucky, depending on how things lined up over the season. It fluctuated. Um, pretty good blocker, which... That's what we're like. Realistically, that's what we're looking for when we look at tight ends in Florida. John Garcia mentioned it on yesterday's Locked On Gators, where he was like, "Look, Billy Napier is one of those teams where they evaluate a tight end as an extension of the offensive line that could be a safety net. That's what Keaton Upshaw could be. Keaton Upshaw is not a big pass catching tight end. He's six six. He's two forty six. He's got great size." He's just not someone that gets used in the passing game, and, and that's not his style. You know, he's got 50 total receiving yards this year. 31 of them came after the catch, which is great. In 2020, he was a much more significant contributor to the team. Uh, he had 109 yards after the catch for 198 total receiving yards. 
I don't even care about his passing ability or about his pass catching ability. I care about his blocking. I think he's one of the better blocking tight ends in the transfer portal right now. And that's what I'm looking for. Because again, we know Billy Napier wants tight ends that could block. Like he looks at them as an extension of the offensive line. He's one of those coaches. So I want him to get Keaton Upshaw. I believe he's got one year remaining of eligibility. So bring him in. Have your guy that can step in and play immediately. I, I, I'll i be honest. I don't want Dante Sanders starting. I don't. I, I don't want Dante Sanders starting. Right now, that's how I feel. I'm obviously, during the offseason, going to go back and watch every game probably twice, which is going to be infuriating. But I, I don't want him starting. And I'm sorry if that seems mean, but that's the truth at this point. And it's nothing against him. I just don't think he's the best tight end for the job. Thanks again for making Lock Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back Monday with more on your Florida Gators. Enjoy your weekend. I'm going to have a blast. Um, yeah, tomorrow's my birthday. So have fun. Take a shot for me. Do whatever you want to do. Make your second listen Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, the University of Florida. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com, and I'll see you all tomorrow.